Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fishing action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bow and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. I'll stick up for you a little, Rick. Probably not yeah. a lot, but... As soon as he does, he's getting made fun of. <laughs> Absolutely. Blue lives matter. Spencer's Spencer. always fair game. <laughs> Spencer is always fair game. I think the... Like, everybody loves it when everybody gangs up on me, but nobody loves it more than I love it. <laughs> I like being the bad guy a little bit. Not all the time, like, because I kind of have a moral compass a little bit and try to do the right thing as much as I possibly can. But, you know, if people don't like me, I kind of soak it up a little bit. You're describing my career to a T. <laughs> no, I would never want your career. Yeah. Like, that would be the threshold that's just right. too much. All right, so order business email got some emails and i don't have them pulled up so we'll uh talk about something else in the meantime name my boat my boat is almost here are we taping now yeah we've been taping forever oh we're live well but matt we're live we're not live so it's more of a haven't died (laughs) yeah it's more of a just ease into the conversation that way we just start whenever so like i didn't get it's out all the crap and saves anything good that i say well, I <laughs> I try to leave it as, as authentic as possible. But Drama queen. Yeah. It's more of a... when people get my hair right. <laughs> Thankfully, we're not recording on camera. So you have that going for you. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody does. <laughs> All right, anyway. I'm looking for my email, for the emails for the podcast, because there was something important. I don't remember what it was. Somebody just, actually... just pull up the Instagram one, and let's, get, let's start with that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I want this guy's name and phone number. (laughs) So Rick's tuned up. Uh, I broke my rule. My rule is, and I've been known to break it occasionally from time to time, and my excuse was it was 5.30 in the morning, and it was the first thing I saw pretty much that included information, other than I had one drink of coffee. But uh, a couple gentlemen, a father and son duo, sent me a message on Instagram. And not together. They each sent their own separate messages that essentially said the same thing. But I broke my rule and replied to it. 
where I feel like I probably shouldn't have. But um, you were a topic at their family dinner. Yeah, <laughs> never thought of it like you were, that. No? <laughs> you know, I mean, they had a, a family discussion, and yeah, you are not a good guy. And if you're from the <laughs> east side, it was probably well passing a crack pipe back well and that's forth. quite a stretch you, yeah. i mean you can't jump to conclusions well just let's throw names out there i'm not throwing names out there <laughs> i'll give them my address and say I, you live there all right we need to put a positive spin on this uh, yes i'm ready yes no how that, to deal with negative because everybody anytime you're in a public public water. figure yeah there's going to be as many negatives as positives, no matter what you do. There's, but there's not. Like, honestly, it's 98%, 99% positive. To that, you. To me. To you. Yeah. But that, that 2% that I get does stick out. But anyway, the gist of it is, and I'm empathetic to where they're coming from because they basically the deal was I, I filmed the video, uh, and I filmed the video at a spot that apparently they fish. And I do my best to cover up everything. And it's Correct. really not even for me. I, I do my best to cover up all of these spots and make it as tough to figure out where I'm at for the people who go there. And those are the only people who even most of the time know where I'm at. There's times where I make videos and I don't even know where I'm at. Right. Like I go back and edit. I'm like, where were I? And those are my favorite ones. But I try to make it as tough to figure out where I'm at for the people that go there so they don't get swamped by you know, people are chasing spots and I'm trying to be, I try to be considerate, but apparently it wasn't good enough for these guys because <laughs> they sent me a, a nasty message. And well, this was not a private, it's not private land. Public water. It, it's not a spot that is easily overlooked judging on its location. If you know I mean, anything at all. And you can park literally 50 feet, 50 feet from this location and we caught a 44 pounder. So... Other people have caught 44 pounders. Apparently, some dude, all right, their, their other beef was some dude was down there who had watched my video. and uh, They're speculating that. I, I don't know the situation. Maybe the guy told him. Okay. You know, who knows? Who knows? But caught a 46 and held it up for pictures for too long, and it died, which I'm, they say it died, which I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical of a lot of stuff. But, um, I've seen Flathead sit on a tailgate of a truck for hours and swim, and swim off. away. Yeah, me too. You know no, what I mean? They might have swam off and died too. Possibly. But, but they swam yes, off. Right. And Absolutely. they say that this fish was kept out of the water. and uh, Till morning. It, <laughs> and, and was released and was like flopping around on top of the water out in the middle of the river. Well, that sucks if that is the case. Yeah. Right? But I'm guessing it was hooked deep or it had something more than just holding it up and yeah, taking but, a picture. Yeah, I mean, that just tends yeah. to their argument even more because that person was there because of my video. If How do is, they know that? If he was there, he wouldn't have known the tree, the rock. He probably fishes there more than you do, and he just doesn't fish early, and he saw you there early, so he went and tried his spot. It's hard to tell. You know, they're, mean, just, they're just adding too much to a story and blaming it on you because it's easy. I'm a scapegoat. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, I'm honestly... Welcome to my world again. I'm genuinely apologetic. Like, right? No, I know you. The way you treat fish and the conservation you put into fishing and stuff like that, of course you would never back something like that. But for them to put that on you, that just shows the kind of people they are. So don't lose sleep over it. Well, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Yeah. But I, I don't want to fish die, especially right. a fish like that. That could be a 30-year-old right. fish yep. or even better or worse. It could be a 15-year-old fish that could have got to 80, 80 pounds, pounds. Yes. and now it's dead. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I doubt the people who sent me this message are listening, but if they are, like I'm genuinely sorry. I will do better next time. 
Um, yeah, but, we'll blind, blindfold the cameraman while we go out, I guess. We'll put a blindfold <laughs> over the camera. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if you have any, if you are listening and you have any suggestions, maybe a suggestion saying something would help Spencer rather than sending something negative like you did to a true conservationist, probably unlike yourself. Once again, you're stuck. <laughs> yeah. Now, got, just got really get the rib minute, shot. Right? Yeah. Just the rib shot. Or, yeah, just meet us at the river and we'll fish and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yes. I'm, I'm, I enjoy debates. I enjoy discussions. Mm-hmm. Don't need any, don't need any, um, what's the word for it? Aggressiveness. Yes. Thank, thanks, Rich. Yes. All right. Uh, well, that he, sucks. That's the funniest part. He shows up, and there's everybody with cauliflower ears except him with his east side attitude. He'll probably get back in his car and leave. Maybe. But I'd like to have a discussion. Yeah. So yeah. I ho- hope he sticks around. Yeah. And doesn't but get even, I mean, everyone here knows you can go to a location and not catch a fish. Well, I, went, if I you, went back to that spot. All right, here, there's more caveats to this. Um, I went back to that spot and blanked, and then I held on to that video for two weeks, hoping that it was supposed to rain and the river would shoot up and that pattern would be demolished. And then I could post the video, and it would be no big deal. Like, the no fish would be caught in that location, or very few, substantially fewer. Um, but unfortunately, the river just didn't rise. Like, it rained slowly. We didn't get a quick burst of rain to cover up. That covers up an entire watershed and brings the rivers up as much as I wanted that to happen. And I ran out of content. So the other side of it, too, I guess my my beef on my side is, you know, I'm, I'm apologetic for what you did. But there was a little bit of a double standard because, like, these guys post videos and pictures from a variety of very obvious public locations where they're fishing. And their problem with me is my reach was larger, yeah. ther- therefore drawing yeah. them in. But if you're if you're doing the same thing, to me... That doesn't make what I'm doing any, like, it's just a double standard. So they were mad that you were in their backyard instead of your own? Yes. A, gotcha. I think that was part of it. And gotcha. then, I don't know, if nobody would have showed up, they probably wouldn't have cared. Right. Yeah. And then the other side of it, too, is if you're watching YouTube video, fishing videos. Instead of being out fishing? Well, but if you're watching YouTube fishing videos and complaining about YouTube fishing videos, that's also a double standard. Right. Yeah. And then why were they in that spot that night? Exactly. Maybe they were going to go fish it anyway. Maybe they saw that video and um, decided hey, it's a good time we to go there. Get there. Yeah. I don't know, and whether they'd agree or not, or they'd probably just tell me that yeah, I never saw that video. I was going to go there anyway. Maybe they wouldn't. Who knows? But I just find all of those things interesting. So, but like I was trying to drive home, we had six rods out that night. Yeah, we caught two fish. Yeah, both on the same rod in the same location. Yes. There is a spot on that spot that if you only have three rods and you don't cast in that spot, you're not really fishing the same water that that 44-pounder came out of. Because there's that certain location where he's going to visit, and the rest of the water is pretty much dead water. But what do you think, Spencer? If they went back there two weeks later and caught that same fish, they'll probably knife it. And that's what they're complaining about. Maybe. I don't know. So why why are they... upset with a conservationist that threw the fish back treated the fish with nothing but respect you said hey i'm gonna hold this fish in the water while you go get a tape measure even so you didn't stress the fish out measured him and right back in the water because they should have said hey thanks thank god you're not like this guy that killed this fish here's what happened 
you know, but thank you for being you, Spencer. But it's easier to blame someone than to give someone credit. Oh, hey. Yep. I know. By far. And I, By don't, far. I don't mind being the bad guy um, in certain instances. Not so much this one, though. Like, I, this one kind of bothered me a little bit. And then the other thing is, like, they're local guys. You know, right. if Jimbo from California has a problem with me, I don't care. Right. You know? but if, <laughs> Sorry, Jimbo. If J- <laughs> right. If, if Joe Schmo from you know, central Iowa has an issue with me then like, well, a little more personal, a little more personal. And if I felt like it would have been appropriate to have a a legitimate conversation with him, like I ran into this in the past with a couple of people I knew over, um, me weighing a fish, not in the net, me hanging it by jaw. And like, I get it. You know, um, I wasn't planning on that fish showing up and I really wanted to know how much it weighed. And in hindsight, I probably would have been smarter just to let it go, but I didn't. And I regretted it afterwards. I made a mistake and I called, tried to call, I called one of them, talked to him on the phone and we had a conversation and we both, uh, came to terms, met in the middle. And I think we were both better because of it, but the other guy wouldn't even accept my phone call. Hmm. So, which if you are like, not even friends, if you are acquaintance and you know how someone handles themselves and you get that butt hurt over a situation like that then go F yourself. You know what I mean? You're not a guy I want to deal with anyway. You're a guy I might want to headbutt, <laughs> but you're not a guy I want to go fishing with or hang out with. Sure. Right? And a I relaxing mean, sport. He's kind of taking the taking the relaxation out of it. Right, right. And I don't know. Anybody who posts pictures of their own or is part of a Facebook group or watches YouTube videos or is part of any social media at all and complains about somebody posting a video or pictures or whatever – to me, there's a double standard. Like, right. if you have a problem with it, don't affiliate yourself with yeah, it. Keep scrolling. It, well, even get off Facebook. Yeah. Like, don't or don't post your fish pictures. Don't look at other fishing right. groups. Don't watch YouTube videos because if you are contributing to that, you're contributing to what you have a problem with. To me, it's pretty straightforward. Now, I'm pretty black and white, and a lot of people don't see black and white, or they see black and white until it affects them. When it's in, right? your, and then in all, their favor, yes. all, all of a sudden, when it affects them, then it's different. But I don't know. Anything else before we move on? No, let's, I think we got that. Oh, that's a good lead-in. I mean, it's just, it's too bad that that people are people. I mean, it, it ruins dude. Everybody it ruins says that. more things than it helps. Everybody, and the people pe- are people. The people who would be fully supportive of this, I mean, you, you see incident, incident, instances where people are fully supportive of the statements we're making, and then if it affects them, then all of a sudden it's different. So yeah. I don't know. But I don't more know. people should be just like a Fogarty. I mean, you go deer hunting, and you're so drunk, you don't even get bullets put in your gun, so you don't have a chance of shooting a deer. I've well, you shouldn't be hunting or, drunk, Rick. Or going, no, I've got a good story about that. Or you I mean, go fishing, and you don't catch any fish, so you're a great conservationist. I mean, Matt's bought a license the last six years and hasn't caught a fish. <laughs> so, I mean, watch his YouTube videos. They're great. You know, Matt is the best conservationist I've ever seen. Unless he's ditch pickle fishing. He'll catch a bass once in a while. You know, you're taking a real one for the team there, Matt. Yep. We appreciate that. Yeah. Let's That's introduce fun. Matt. This is Matt right. Fogarty. That's what I was he's leading a... him into. All right, so we got Matt Fogarty. Matt, you, tell you, us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, tell us about us. Or, yeah. Just a laid-back guy, enjoys fishing, enjoys the outdoors. Hey, Trick Tassler. Oh, uh, hey, Trick Tassler. <laughs> um, As right. many do. Yeah. <laughs> I guess... Uh, I you know I work for a living and and ice fish for a hobby so wish it was the other you, way around. You're kind of a 
You're kind of an insane ice fisherman. Yeah, he's more I mean, than you, a hobby you, ice fisherman. I'm surprised you don't live in Canada. I wish, what, I, I, what, wish I could. Once yeah. your kids grow up, I yeah. could see you moving north. And, now, and, ice fishing is my favorite hobby also, but Matt takes it to the extreme more than I do. Well, yeah, it's a but, love thing. I yeah. mean, it's just like anything else that you love. You pour your time and effort into it. And yep. That's definitely your thing, which is awesome. I love going fishing with you. It's, it's a good time. I feel like... You know, there's a lot of people who just like to fish and hang out, and it's not a big deal. It's just something you do every once in a while. And then there's ice fishing, and the people who ice fish, and definitely the people who are big into ice fishing, um, are more into it than almost. I mean, I the only people I can think of who are as into ice fishing as the people who are really into ice fishing are bow hunters. Right? People yeah. who are big into bow hunting yeah. are obsessed. Live and breathe. It. People who are big into ice fishing are obsessed. And I'm not obsessed, but it is growing on me. With that being said, if I never ice fish another day in my life, I'll be okay. <laughs> that's, that's not right. <laughs> I, Matt and I are counting days for ice fishing already. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So no way. Yes way. Yeah. No, I, be- sure. I believe you. Like yeah. I've met your kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick. Yeah, Rick Tassler. Hey, it's great to be back. Um, I was on the first podcast here. Um, two or three ago had a blast um great to have matt here matt and i've been fishing together for so many years what what gives you um, um validity in the outdoor space you know i don't have a lot of validity in the outdoor space Perfect. or in anything um, else in yeah <laughs> no i can think of um, the fighting space yeah yeah spencer just attended one of our one of our last shows and had a blast but i i'll sure spend the night with you next time out on the riverbank and we'll do the same thing That'd be all right. Go back out and we'll fight. Your country. Yeah. No, I I'm a hugger. I barely could walk up on your deck. How many How many fights did you fight when you were competing? Um, I had 32 fights. That's all? Yeah. That's that was, it. Yeah, but 32 training camps going into it. So. That was total sarcasm when I yeah. said that's all. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot of fights. Because yeah. you're talking, how long's a full camp? Um, you know, the higher levels, you know, I was training all the time, but I was still working full time. So these guys are training three times a, you know, a day where I was training three times a week. I didn't, you know, I fought at a low level. So I never, I was, I had a career, so I was just doing it for the fun. But I, I'd still fight every day if I could. Sure. But he's too old. Way too old. Way too old. 32 is too old. If we're lucky, we all get there. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. Then we got Ryan Tassler. Yeah. And another little backstory, Matt was a a twin and me and rick are twins and we graduated together in jefferson rick and I. so <laughs> shut up okay <laughs> grammar police so yeah. uh so it was always kind of the forwardy twins and the tasser twins kind of raising hell and getting mm-hmm. in trouble mm-hmm. so it was, it was a pretty good time i was the dd spencer and As it was in, funny because every time we'd come home and ryan and i'd be late and we didn't even have to make up an excuse. My mother would shake her head and say, Fogarty's. And Ryan and I would say, yes, Mom. Absolutely. And we'd go to bed. Yeah. It was as simple as that. that she is, knew. That Except for the simple. time I fell down the steps. Then yeah, I, I didn't was, get to go to bed. No. That was a, that yeah. was a ordeal. Yeah. All right. We got some uh, email questions. I'm going to spin oh, this one sweet. straight over to Ryan. All right. Uh, we had somebody weigh in. Wanted, they were debating on a real purchase. Yeah, the old pin two hundred nine versus the Abu sixty five hundred pros cons. What if, if you hadn't? I mean, let's say you have a million dollars. Pros pros like, of the two hundred nine three hundred nine is the clicker. Oh, 100%. I mean, they will wake you up if yes, you are dead. Will. 
Well, um, I've slept through them. They're <laughs> also they're also pretty bulletproof. I mean, I have ones that I've had since high school, mm-hmm. and I graduated in 95, so probably bought them new in 91, and they are still usable. I would argue they're not bulletproof only because I think you could put a bullet through the side of one, <laughs> and I think it would still work. It's the wrong sport, Spencer. <laughs> I, I know you do. Yep. Um, Pros for the 6500 is the gear ratio. 100%. A lot a lot faster on retrieval rates. Um, I, th- I think as far as uh, a lot of the other stats are pretty comparable. Yeah, yeah the drag's know, about the same. Drag and, I mean, they both have nice metal interior parts. and, and the, the other big difference is castability. 209s yeah. are pretty tough. They are. Well, they yeah. got that heavy yeah. spool, right. you know, and yeah. that heavy spool starts spinning. and then A lot of momentum. And yeah, it's hard to slow splash. it down, yeah. and those 6500 just cast like They're a dream. Smooth. Oh, yeah. and they can, you can cast literally 25% longer with a 6500 well, yeah. with a weight. All those competitive surf fit casting guys, man, they got them 13-foot high car, or all-carbon rods, and they're casting 6500s, and they're throwing them, no joke, 300 yards. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yep. Can you imagine that? Well, maybe not 300. Maybe it's 200. But either way. Either way. It might be 300, though. And they're, I mean, they're throwing like, is it? They have a 100 pound top shot. And then underneath that 100 pound top shot is like 8 pound mono <laughs> because it's all competitive casting. But yeah. still throwing a 5 ounce weight that far. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do you imagine getting chucked in the head? <laughs> I don't want to. Downstream all about right. two bands. Side story. <laughs> side, side story. Uh, when I was in high school, I used to go snag. Uh, like buffalo and carp and and then the occasional big head carp below uh they don't say names oh sorry below spillway (laughs) and uh you you would use a conventional snagging rig treble hook with your bank seeker hanging below it there was one day where there was thousands of seagulls because there was a big shad kill or something yeah they were everywhere Mm -hmm. and i fished for four or five hours Never got close to one, and just one cast. Cast it out, smoked one right in the dome. (laughs) And it spirals down to the water, hits the water. I thought it was dead. The current pushes it downstream for about 50 yards, and its head pops up, shakes its head around, and then, like, flops itself back to the bank. (laughs) Had a slight headache. Never saw it again. I've seen Matt kill a seagull on the boat before. Allegedly. 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 Not on purpose, but... Allegedly, nah, they swam away. Okay, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, another another guy. Um, so that was his question: just the difference between sixty five hundred and two hundred nine, or um, was I, he talking about real qualities? Or I, I address most of the other ones in the mm-hmm. email, but that was the one that I thought would be fun to discuss because yeah. we both had a lot of knowledge of that. And, and I was the, always, I've always been a pen guy. I, cause, I am too we because that's you know grew up with it, and then I I bought the pen warfare. And right out of the box, I loved them. And then durability within a year, all three of them that I bought were useless. See, that's were, so funny. Worthless. Like you, they're they're an affordable reel. And then as far as spinning reels go, pin fierce spinning reels, amazing. One of the best there. Fifty yeah. bucks. I got one that's twelve years old. It's a two thousand or yeah, two thousand size pin fierce small spinning reel. It's caught a bunch of walleyes, crappies, tons of bait. But then it's caught a 15-pound hybrid. It's caught a 44-pound flathead, you know? Yeah. And then just a handful of other stuff um, mixed in. I might have got a muskie, a few muskies on it. Yeah, I got that. 
caught a yeah. muskie just under 50 inches on it you know like well two of them in 10 minutes it was <laughs> that was pretty awesome it was pretty crazy all right the another guy i should have wrote down the names sorry um kyle i think kyle asked the yeah kyle asked the this the real question so thank you kyle thank you buddy and then we got uh brock brock asked this one Rick, you fish heavy cover? Oh, you walleye fish. Never mind. Yeah, uh, I fish log jams when I'm fishing flathead, but that's about the only heavy cover I all fish. All right, so Brock wants to know uh, tips for reducing snags, uh, working baits around cover, and then getting fish. So you snag a fish in structure. There you go. Snag a fish in structure. What are you doing to get them out? If we're talking snags together, don't fish with my wife. Okay. First of all, <laughs> and she'll be listening to this and she'll laugh because that's the truth. She likes snags. Yeah. Or snags like her. Both. Making Christmas trees underwater. <laughs> but yeah, Ryan did a great job just recently. We can talk about it. Um, reeling in that 44 pounder. He said, man, I hope I don't get into a rock next second. That snap. was He's on a rock. Dumb. <laughs> Which, where we fish, that's where we have. You know, we have a lot of underwater sticks. We got rocks. We got stuff like that. You guys will have to answer that more than me. Like you said, I'm a walleye fisherman. I fish heavy, heavy lines. So when I get in those places, I try to force first. I try to pull them through Mm -hmm. before I give line. I don't like giving line on those big fish that I've already taken from them. Sure. If I take ground, I'm a tactical guy. If I take ground, you're not going to get that ground back from me. And I fish the same way. I fish heavy line, and if I get it, you're not getting back unless you earn it. I'm in the same boat. Same deal. I, I horse. But if it gets solid, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feed them line, but I'll let the, the rod go loose and just hang on See to it. See what they're going to do. Or maybe even put it in a rod holder. Like if you're in a boat and the rod right. holder's solid, just sit it in the rod holder. And so it's amazing how many times they'll work themselves they'll out. Swim out. I it. mean, it's probably a coin flip. It's probably 50-50. At best. At best. At best. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it gets you solid. Know, I bet it is 50-50. Yeah. Um, it never seems to work for the fish you really want to catch, though. Right. <laughs> Those really stick because out. Because they make three 360s around that yeah. stick. and they bury that head under that rock, and they're not moving. Matt, you fish a lot of structure out of crappies and stuff like that. I mean, you, we come across it all the time when, yeah. we're, when we're crappie fishing. What's your, what's your best tactics? Uh, initial force. Um, start with that, and, you know, if just, you know, the first good tug doesn't come out, I always try to back up or, you know, give it slack to see if it works itself out. Yeah. With Matt, crappie, it's a little bit different. I mean, yeah. you're not fishing as large of structure. Well, you're, the branches are smaller, right, yeah. and their bodies are oriented where you probably can drag the majority of them out of that stuff. Yeah. Matt and I are just the opposite. I'm a heavy line fisherman, and he's a light line fisherman. We go ice fishing where I'm using eight pound, he's using two pound. Two and three, yeah. And yeah. Uh, just our tactics on what are the I'm same. For, but, yeah, he's a yeah. light liner. If I'm crappie fishing, I'm probably running th- two or three. And I'm then, running six. But if I'm walleye fishing, I'm running six. Twelve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely with you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll run eight in the summer for walleye. It'd be, you know, four to six for crappie, probably four. If I'm on a body water where I don't think I'm running any hybrids, I'm running six for walleye year-round. Year-round. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm on a body of water where I think I'm going to run into hybrids, I'm running 14 or 20. Right, right. Because they're a different critter, man. Well, then the other side of it, too, is if you get into a pile of hybrids, uh, their mouths are really abrasive. So if you're running six, it's not that you can't land a big hybrid on six. It's that you're retying leaders all the time because they, they rough them up. But if you're running 14 or even 20, 
you don't have to retie leaders all the mm-hmm. time, which is nice. Definitely a time saver. Um, What's what's the other one? Oh, snags um, for – or rigging for snags. For for catfish, and people don't use this rig that much, and I don't either. I probably should do it more. But um, just let your sinker slide all the way to the hook. Knocker rig. Knocker. Yeah. That's from Saltwater. The grouper guys called it knocker rig. Um, I learned about it from men fishermen. Well, if you want to educate yourself on catfish, like for real, look up. Uh, channel catfish connection by in fisherman and read that thing cover to cover there was probably seven or eight years of my life where i started off in march right before ice out or february march right before ice out and i read that thing cover to cover every year that is as much as the catfish bible as you're gonna find and i i still go back and, and just skim through it from time to time there's so much great information but that was one thing they brought up you don't need a leader you know, just let your sinker slide right to your hook. Catfish don't know what a sinker is. They don't know what a hook is. They don't give a crap. If you put them in a, um, you know, an environment where they ran into hooks and multiple times they'd get hooked, maybe they'd learn what it is. But there's millions of catfish out there that have never seen either, and they're really dumb. <laughs> and those are those are my favorite like catfish. Yeah. 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 Just like I'd Rick. be a catfish. <laughs> Forehead yeah. forced. Yeah. yeah. Well, spin off of that, catfish are smarter than walleye. Like all the IQ tests where they test fish intelligence and how they can remember things, catfish and carp score the highest consistently. And uh, I don't remember where the other ones rank, but I do remember catfish and carp right at the top. Well, I probably just speak French or something and didn't understand the directions. <laughs> <You're> probably right. <laughs> what a fair test. Plenty still of above a bass, though. <laughs> I like to think so. You like bass? No. He's a ditch pickle fisherman. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> I don't think so. Does anybody know where ditch pickle came from? It came from Matt Fogarty in my book. <laughs> <laughs> him and Brian Kinsey are the only two that oh, they started it. <laughs> I'm saying. I did a lot of bass fishing growing up. Farm ponds, southern Iowa. There's mm-hmm. farm ponds everywhere. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it was a dream to go fish moving water, but my parents wouldn't let me because moving water is dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. 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 And they're smart. And that just made me want to do it more. And now you have this, <laughs> yeah, river rat. Now you have this monster in front of you. Now yeah. just obsessed. All right. Any so if anybody really wants to weigh in on anything, uh, send me an email at spencer at rivercertified dot com. Uh, especially for this one because I just I haven't got my boat, but it's in. I'm waiting on the lower unit. It's let me paint you the picture. It's dark tan. It's a twenty seventy two flat bottom. Sea Arc with uh, it's a tiller with a 150 horse tiller on it, wide open rod locker on the side. Uh, it's gonna have track for the seats so you can move the seats around wherever you want, and it's just so much room for activities. It's just wide open. The best description you gave the other day when we were fishing was it's a moving boat dock. Yes, it is a 20 foot boat dock. That you can do whatever the hell you want. You could do cartwheels down the floor. Easily. It's so yes. wide, so long. And um, but I need a name. So if anybody wants to email in some boat names, I, I suggest a couple comical ones and then your real one. Give him give him something to go through. I don't know. You guys got any ideas? No. Nah. First thing that popped up was the flathead sled. Flathead sled. But I feel like that's been used. Yeah. I'd just before. name it Spencer's Ark myself. <laughs> I mean, just go biblical on it and uh, Spencer's Ark. Put a pair of wings on it. Just call it 50 plus. 
I kind of like that one too. I'm writing these down. Don't worry. <laughs> Put another zero on them. That sounds like my brother in college. <laughs> that was their weight. And I've got a lot more of those than 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> those things happen. All right, moving on. But my boat was an 84 conversion van. Yeah. So. <laughs> It did fit the Parked in the middle of cornfields. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you had to pick, what would you rather give up? And this is kind of fun because it spins off of our discussion earlier. Would you rather give up your best bait spot or your best fishing spot? Bait spot. Well, you're crappie guy. You're throwing artificials half the time or more. Yeah, it's easy for me. <laughs> yeah, I saw a minnow over there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the opposite on uh, that because there's so much pressure around my chubbin holes that every time I go there, there's two, you know, each side of the bridge, there's a new minnow trap. Sorry. And yeah, <laughs> not tag, not anything. People need to start learning these laws because I need to start dumping their bait out and throwing it on the bank. I would never steal it, but God, they're just breaking so many laws around my house and I don't do anything about it, but they do. It's hard to get bait. Bait spots are tough. But, because they're they're so influential on weather, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it's, especially in creeks. Yeah, especially later in the year. In the spring, a lot of times they fill up. You can, but they you can get they're not good. right. They're now. not mm-hmm. right now. But a normal year. Think about how we had to work the other day. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I've got two neighbors that love me, and I'm the only one that have permission to go on their property. And I've got two probably the best chubbing holes in in Boone County, two miles from my house. So. I just jump in the ranger, and I can catch 40 baits in 15 minutes. Gosh, I wish you wouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's too bad you'd uh, rather give away a fishing spot than a bait spot. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'd rather give away a fishing spot because just like we're talking about now, if that water changes two foot, that spot completely changes how yes. you fish it. Yes. The fish are still there. Or even or if you should fish it. area. Yes. They're, but the fish are probably still there or in the area. But if you're 15 foot off, you're not going to see that fish. No. You're going to get turtled all yeah. night or channel cats. you're cat an it. expert in that. Oh, <laughs> if he's if, an expert in channel cats and turtles. Yes. If, if there's a turtle within a 100-mile area, he he's got three, three free baits before I catch him. <laughs> and then he'll no longer be in that area. <laughs> yes. I do. I've got a very big prejudice against turtles. Especially when they take five or six of my baits. Well, I need to learn how to clean them. Yes. Because um, I've never eaten one. I have. And some that I've had was delicious. And some that I had was not edible. So <laughs> I will call Nick Millsap and I will get him up here for a podcast. And Nick Millsap is a turtle cleaning monster and he will show you how to do it. And Yeah. He is. He'd be good for a podcast because he has no filter. Oh, good. And he loves uh, to talk. Yeah. And he's, I think, in high school, I think he was one in 40-something in high school wrestling. So you'll get along with him well. Dude, anybody <laughs> who has the balls to do it that to long. To go out 41 times. Only heavyweight in Ames High School to wrestle. And he was a heavyweight, but just, but he take, he took it so well. Yeah. Now he's a very high level jujitsu player. I was going to say now he's really? kind of yeah. a monster, very on, high level on the mat. player. Yeah. It's funny how things change. Yeah. 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 He just he's fine on his back now. Yeah. He was on his back the whole time at wrestling. He was fine, but now you put him on his back and he'll break your arm. 
<laughs> so he he he's like a catfish. He adapted Spencer. They're smart. <laughs> yeah, they do that. All right, so it's been off of that. Oh, I would say I'd rather give up a fishing spot than a bait spot for all the reasons Ryan laid yeah. out. But uh, speaking of bait, did you see either, any of you? I bet you all saw it, the new world record red ear sunfish. Yes, six point three ridiculous. pounds. Yeah. All right. It didn't even look real. Uh, you know, what I mean, just because yeah. you look at a panfish. Could you imagine and then you seeing it in that? person? Like yeah. the pictures probably don't even do any kind of justice. justice. So you set the hook and you're like, oh, I got an eight pound bass on. Dude, you catch a and six pound bass. That's a good bass. Yeah. yeah. Six pound walleye. But you'd think that red ear probably fight better than a yeah, six pound bass. swim circles. You well, know? They probably fight better than a six pound anything. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, oh, I got like an eight, nine pound bass on and excited. And then you pull it up. You're like, no way. <laughs> no. Well, anybody, I think it was, uh, oh, we can't name water names. But anyway, uh, where it was at is well known for giant red ears. So, I mean, I'm sure any the guy who caught it knew exactly what yeah. he had. Yeah, that's true. Probably what he's fishing for. But that's crazy. But would you would you use it for bait, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's pretty big. I mean, they're so wide. Yeah. You that, know what I mean? That's my it, hiccup. I would use a six-pound carp. Yes. Because they're a cylinder. They're more you know? slurpable. You hear this? Yeah. <laughs> We're getting into physics here. Really you, you know physics. <laughs> Mine knows physics, but we use wax worms for bait. And these wax guys worm. are talking <laughs> yeah. what we, you know, the 12-inch yep. perch we fi- we fish for, yep. they put a hook uh, on live yeah, and throw them right to. back in. A 12-inch perch would turn into a 40-pound fish. And <laughs> but they're, they're yeah. not that great. I've used them. Really? I've used 10 to 12-inch perch. And Why waste the best fish out there? All right, stop. <laughs> Listen. Okay. Here's your explanation. Here's your explanation. <laughs> using perch, which tastes delicious. Using crappie, which tastes delicious. I've used 17-inch crappies for bait. <laughs> If they don't get bit, you can reel them in and eat them and flay them out and eat them. Yeah. Same thing. When I was shark Multi-purpose. fishing back in the day, we would use bonnet heads or black tip for bait. Um, well, we wouldn't do it so much for the black tip because we'd flay them out. So you'd use a fillet for bait and you'd eat the other fillet. But with the bonnet heads, you'd leave them whole or use them alive. And you, same deal. You hook them through the back and let them swim around or whatever. And if they didn't get bit, you reel them in. That's dinner. Yeah. And bonnet heads aren't bad. Black tip, it's not bad as long as you take care of it. That's the biggest thing with sharks. If you take care of them, they're they taste like whatever you cook them in. Honestly, like yeah. you, a lot of people they just marinate in my Italian dressing and grill them, which is great. But they taste like Italian dressing. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, you know, there's some that you would marinate in Italian dressing and it still tastes like butt. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had some channel cat the other day that was not great. Really. Well, depending on what piece. I didn't cut the red meat out. Oh. I was in a hurry, didn't cut the red meat out. Some of the pieces were phenomenal because it was fresh. I caught it that night and mm-hmm. just was in a hurry, cleaned it, chunked it up, breaded it, and threw it in a skillet and ate it. And I should have cut the red meat off of it. But. Yeah. Talk about your all-time backfire. <laughs> Still ate it. I did. Yeah, <laughs> none, none went to waste. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know. How about you, Matt? You're not using it for bait, are you? No. It's bigger than a wax worm. Yep. <laughs> Could you imagine using something like that and then catching a fish on it through the ice? Wow. No, I couldn't imagine that. I had a buddy who put a, a bluegill under a bobber in the ice and hooked 
like he didn't hook it. It, it got bit by musky. Oh, the northern. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it was only, I think they were fishing like 30 feet of water, and they'd seen the musky on the under, underwater camera is why mm-hmm. they did it. So they, they just put it like eight feet down and 30 feet of water, and that musky came up and hit it and ran just sideways. Just slacked it. And they, they totally whiffed on the hook set. That sucks. No, it's amazing when you fish clear water how many big northern musky you'll see swimming. Yeah. And All I've ever seen South is like Dakota. little dinky perch. Oh, and oh. South Dakota's a different yeah. story. Yeah, Matt and I go where the fish are. Yeah, we don't. You're smart. Yeah, you I guys just like beating my head against yeah. the wall. Matt and I are I, travel fishermen. I wouldn't have a problem yeah. putting a, a crappie or a bluegill under a hook, but perch, nah, that's my fish. You know, <laughs> honestly, I don't use a lot of perch. It's not that I feel bad about using them. They're just they're not available. Here. Well, no, I, when much. I have used them, they don't get bit. Hmm. I don't know why. They're, I mean, maybe it's because they're almost like a walleye. They're not squishy. I think flyheads like squishy stuff. They like mm-hmm. shad. Yeah. They like creek chubs. Creek they chubs. like suckers. Mm-hmm. They like sunfish. Bullheads. Sunfish. Bullheads are very squishy. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for that, but I don't know. Flyheads. They would love us, Matt. Yes, they would. <laughs> squishy is the new fluffy. Squishy. You imagine the the bait tank it'd take to keep like a six pound panfish for bait. <laughs> I've only got four baits. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't know how much gear is too much. Oh, I always have too Matt much. Matt knows, but <laughs> Matt right. packs four suitcases, and that's his tackle boxes. So you're only fishing out of a boat. I take it. No, that's oh, ice fishing. That's ice fishing. Same thing. Oh, but then you, sled. but then you have a sled. You got some. Yeah. You're not bank fishing at that much, are you? No, no, no. Well, um, it it all depends on the situation. You know, your walk time, what you're fishing for. You know, how long you're fishing. Yep. But, you know, me and you met up a couple weeks ago when we had that nature hike that I was unaware of. Which one? That, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I bring my normal amount of beer when me and Spencer fish together, which is at least 24. <laughs> and I go on this mile and a half march. I mean, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. I go on this mile and a half march with a case of beer and my tackle box and three rods. And I'm like, where the frick is this guy at? <laughs> And I'm like, once you make it there, you're huffing and puffing. And I said, yeah, I, I usually don't bring many beers when I go to this place. <laughs> that is information that was needed yeah, you know, a like, long time ago. <laughs> honestly, filming complicates it more than anything. Oh, I bring a little gear. a little tack. When I'm catfishing, my tackle box is uh, like probably four by eight inches. Mm-hmm. Like Rick's big one. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I, it's I, a big tackle box it's four I, by an inch tackle box yeah. i don't carry tackle yeah you just use everyone else's yeah. no i got a lot of friends like that no, i don't <laughs> i do not i guess i don't i pack for what i need i i got a buddy who i'm not going to name him because nobody would know him anyway but he is famous amongst my friend circle that if you bring him along he's like he got a jig yeah. yeah. Can I go shopping on your tackle box? Yeah. <laughs> hey, would, would you, you got some twister tails? Man. Yeah. <laughs> Snagged up, loses it. Hey, you got another one. Of them. Yeah. You, you just just don't ask. Just take whatever you need. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's my rule, too. Take whatever. You, if I have it, it's yours. But, but uh, my problem is if I leave it at home and out there thinking, man, this would be perfect right now, and it's at home. I'm mad at myself. My, like literally. My worst one is when you're fishing around a bunch of people like blow a spillway 
and you see somebody one banging them out or something on a certain color or size or yes. whatever, and you don't have it, but you're like, it's sitting at home. Yeah. Oh, that drives yep. me insane. Yeah. That's that's the same with me and getting cold. I know I have enough warm clothes that I could withstand any temperature. Yes. So when I get cold, it's it, my fault, it and it off. really makes me mad. Yeah, yeah. Because I have the equipment, and I just didn't bring it. Hundred percent. I don't know, man. Like I'm the same deal, and right now, well, my whole life it's just been a balance because I basically you guys are sitting in a tackle shop. Like yeah. what you're looking at over along the wall, and nobody listening to this podcast can see it, but there is a small segment of what is also in the closet behind everybody. <laughs> if you need anything, I probably have it, <laughs> ranging from catching panfish and. You know, crappies, bluegills, perch, all the way. I mean, look at that. There's a kingfish plug right there. I mean, I've been looking for one of them. Yeah, if you, if you want to go trolling for king mackerel off South Padre, I got you hooked up. I'll have to do some shopping before I leave. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. He'll that, take a pee break here pretty soon. So. That, that, one's, that one's destined for the Amazon, though. Yeah, I'm excited to see your pictures. I wish I was going on that trip. I, ju- I just hope, my, my real hope is... L and I were having this conversation. Like, if I went down there and blanked every day, but one day I caught a 400-pound Paraiba. If I was, man. No. But the problem is I'm filming. Yeah. I got to get a video every mm-hmm. day. So would I trade? Well, what do you guys think? Would you trade a, like, you catch a 35-pounder every day, or would you rather catch blank every day and catch one 400 i'm the one 400 guy i right i yeah. i could answer that for ryan yeah i i could yeah. sit for yeah. days on a chance at feeling what a 400 pounder would feel like i don't even have to land him i just want to feel him and i'd be that'd be well worth the trip for me feeling him wouldn't and make it worse if you if i hook up on a giant giant and lose it lose it and i know i'm going to um based on everything i've heard and everybody i've talked to who's been down there they're like you're going to hook up on at least one fish that's going to destroy you, and you're going to lose sleep over it, and you just need to accept it now. We need to come back to that. I wrote that down on the topics actually today about missing big fish, so we'll come back to that later. But I do that ice fish, and I can think of 12 fish right now. We'll come head. back to that later. Well, 12, the topic, 12, 12 fish I would have used for bait. Yeah. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah, that was yeah. at least a 13-inch crappie. Yeah. No, crappie, just perch and walleye. That's it. I remember that one of the first times we were one Rick missed was we were uh, one of the first times I ever uh, sight fished Okaboji. Oh, it's so much fun! Yeah. I've done that one time and it's awesome. And we were literally this I don't know twenty two to twenty five inch walleyes what it appeared you know in like eighteen yeah. foot of water crystal clear and they look so big compared to all the other fish yes. down there. Yes. Yeah. And this walleye comes up, and Rick's got this little tungsten jig down there. A little gold. A little gold, like a four millimeter. That's my favorite lure. With artificial. Favorite jig. A little four four millimeter gold artificial. And this walleye comes up and literally just noses it, and he opens his mouth, and that jig just sucks in. And then he closes his mouth, and the jig comes right back out. (laughs) And I'm smacking his legs, saying, set the hook, set the hook. And right then he just... We all watched it. Oh, jeez. That's awesome. That's one I still lose sleep over. Yeah. That was a that over was a, a twenty-two one. inch walleye. Yeah, who knows? He's twenty-something. This is, this is the guy going to Erie, <laughs> heading to Erie next Wednesday. It is different though, yeah. especially you know, when your buddies are there watching. That's a mm, lot different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I just given him one second because I knew the hook was so small. I knew it had to get back into his mouth. Blew it right back out. <laughs> it's it's in an instant, though. That's yeah, the thing. Is. Like, they yeah. open their mouth, flare yep. their gills, create that vacuum, and that's where you get that thump on yep. the end of your rod. And it's just there, and if they want it gone, it's gone yeah, just yep. as quick. It's just the old Pepsi challenge. Do they like it? Do they not? Too slow. Yep. What were we talking about there that led into that? We uh, four hundred pound fish or oh, several yeah. small yeah. fish. All right. So. I would have to go with the several smaller fish. I'd be. I, I, I'm not. I don't want action, but I've been there many times. You go sit on a lake, whether it's the same lake or the same state, or yeah. you know. And I can be there for. And I don't care if I catch a fish or not. But I'll tell you what, if I catch one a day compared to none a day, I'm a happy person when I go home. Yeah. So I'm more of a. I don't want to call it numbers, but I'd rather catch smaller fish than one huge one. See, I'm, if it wasn't for the videos, like me wanting to get as many videos as while I'm down there, I would be on cloud nine to blank every day, but catch that, that three, 400 pound fish, man. Well, I, I watched, I remember when I was like 12, 14, whatever, when Larry Dahlberg had his hunt for big fish on TV. And whenever I saw that, I was just like canceling plans for half hour. And he had that one where he caught that. They, they think it was 400 pound paraiba, which if, a paraiba is the, one of the largest known catfish okay. species on the entire planet. And not only are they the largest, they're the gamest. Like uh, Wells catfish get really big and they fight hard and they're powerful, whatever. Mekong catfish get bigger than all of them. That's the biggest catfish species on the planet. But Paraiba get really big, and they're built like a freaking missile. Like, you hook up, and you're real empties. And unless you got really, really, really stout stuff, like stuff that seems way overkill, but it's not, unless you have that, you're chasing them with a boat, and you hope he don't swim into nothing. And he's going to swim a bajillion miles an hour, and just you just watch line dump off your reels. I've watched so many videos and like anticipation of guys who went down there and whatever but uh yeah if it, if it wasn't for the videos i would yeah I, i'd trade every every 30 every maybe even every 100 for something like that but <clears throat> i want to make videos when i'm down there i don't know it doesn't really matter it's not like you can pick it right it, it, no, what happens get what you get it, it'll be what it is i just hope i don't go down there and it just sucks which you know it's fishing it's possible it is, yep. Yep. It is. But I'm going to be prepared the absolute max I yeah. can for that. And you have to be spending, I mean, that far of a distance for that far or that many days. I mean, it's that's something you, you just don't go into lightly. I mean, you want right. you want every T crossed, every I dotted before you, before you get on that plane because that's a trip of a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, that's, I hope it not, really is. but it could be. Yeah. That trip that you have on your bucket list, that's Matt and I's trip to Idaho. That, yeah. That's so doable. Yeah. yeah. But ice fishing. Yeah. Yep. For the perch. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do it. Definitely. I'm gonna, we usually do an ice fishing trip and go to South Dakota or something. Yeah. It'd be the same amount of time. Well, just one less day fishing. 24, day, 24 like hours out. Hours. Mm-hmm. 24 one way hours back. Yeah. All right. So spin We'll have to wait till we retire. And we're well, a lot we, younger. We, uh, we'd make Rick drive out. And take all of our gear. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll just fly. fly. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you're someone who spends a lot of time outside, and since you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to go out on the limb and say you probably are. Sunglasses are super important. 
and Waterlane sunglasses are my personal favorite. They're super comfortable. I mean, I have a pair on right now. Can barely even tell they're there, other than the fact that, you know, everything's a little bit darker. But seriously, they don't pinch your head behind your ears like a lot of sunglasses do. So you don't have to take them off every couple hours, you know, and massage that spot behind your ears. Wearing them all day is no big deal. They have they have awesome lenses, too. I mean, they cut glare like no other. They're practically like putting on fish x-ray vision. And you'll look great in them. My favorite frames are the Ashers. I like how the sides are a little bit wider, you know. Keeps that little bit more of that glare out of your eyes and helps you see in the water a little bit better. And You don't have to squint your eyes all day. And you, you don't have that fatigue, which is, is really nice. And if you... You want to help support this podcast you can use promo code rc10 at checkout and that'll save you 10 percent off on your sweet sweet new shades and you'll help support the river certified podcast i really appreciate it all right so traveling what's the furthest you have traveled for like two or three hours of fishing we're not talking like a trip oh. or or you know a weekend just you've always wanted to try a spot and you're like i'm gonna go and fish it for two or three hours three hours like one way yeah yeah i'd say the farthest i've been for even a half day fishing probably the northwest iowa area yeah. just to get away and go for a couple hours mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i'd say that too okaboji area yep yep that's about as far as i've went just for a day especially we were, for early ice yeah we were ice fishing ice here, here ponds yeah. and uh a buddy called and said hey you need to get up here we're nailing them and it was already yeah it was already 10 o'clock probably and we did and we were up there by two and fish till dark and come home see i have a rule that my amount of driving cannot exceed my amount of fishing. fishing. Yep. And I I don't know, I've done a pretty good job following that one. Yeah. Sometimes I just get on a whim. I, I look on something, you know, I just happen to see a lake or something like or a stretch of river or, mm-hmm. like I'm going. You know? I'll, I'll 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 do that but I'll plan it. Like yeah. if I if I see I, I wanna go try that spot but it's three hours away, I'm gonna plan out that and then i'm gonna have backup plans if it's not what it looks like because like last summer there was a spot like that that i went down to and it was garbage yeah like google earth lied which <laughs> which it does lie. it does, <laughs> it, it does gives a, give away quite a few secrets but yeah. it does lie so i showed up and it sucked and then I went and checked another spot and it sucked and went and checked another spot and it sucked. So that was one of those instances where I drove a long ways and my A, B, and C plan were all garbage. And unfortunately, they all involved me dragging my kayak up a 20-foot mud bank. (laughs) Every one of them. Like, I got my workout in that day. Which is hard to see on Google Earth. It it hides those bluff banks, man. I'm telling you. Matt and I are more planned fishermen. I mean, I've got three trips booked for ice fishing already i believe he's got three or four five. or five already booked i've got my summertime fishings booked already you know not saying we won't have nights and days that we'll just call and say hey let's let's go down fishing you know but i like to i'm plan. a planned fisher yeah i like to plan early i want to make sure i get a house where i want to stay in the town yep. i want to stay in and yep. you know i want to even if some of them are on guided trips you know it's going to be you know, I want this guide on this date, so I'm going to book eight months in advance. I'm going to pay sure. you now. This is who I want. So yeah. I think I got five 
I think five trips booked between January 1st and March 1st already. And you guys learned that from Matt and I doing all these guided trips. Spencer is filling up so fast. If you want to book a trip with River Certified, you need to get at Spencer now. He is booked. This this boat's going to show up, and you guys are not going to have time to book. So get a hold of Spencer now if you need a trip. I'd call lunch bull crap, but I've, and, uh, I've been surprised how many people have been booking trips and for anyone who has who is listening i genuinely appreciate it and i'm really looking forward to it like i've wanted to be a fishing guide i've talked about being a fishing guide since i was 12 years old and there's two dreams i've had my whole life since i was 12 one is to be a fishing guide one is to go to the amazon and go catfishing and i ching, 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 do both ching. didn't do both <laughs> this year so i don't know but you're not gonna be an ice fishing guide tell them what you kind of all right, so that's kind of up in the air a little bit, but it's strictly on my end because it's trying to decide when I'm going to go down there. But uh, I'm going to go guide on the Apalachicola River, which is by Apalachicola, or Apalachicola, Florida, in the Panhandle. If you look at the Panhandle, there's a spot where it dips down further than the rest of it, about smack dab in the middle, Panhandle, Florida. Uh, and Apalachicola is right there down on that tip, and I'll be guiding out of my boat on the Apalachicola River, and I'll also be helping my buddy out run shark fishing charters um, off the beach. So that'll be the time frame. I'm not sure. It'll either be in the fall or um, winter. So it'd be either November, a month of November, or January, February, March, or maybe both. Uh, his... his. Uh, well, if you do March, I'm, I'm going to make that trip and... Do some shark fishing. I've always wanted to come out after. March is a good month for sandbars. Um, the wintertime's cool because you get an outside shot at a, um, a big tiger, and then you have an outside shot at a mako off the beach, which is cool. And it's not, and by say outside, I mean like way outside. But every year there's like one to five makos that get caught off the beach, ranging from eight to 12 feet long. Mm, and imagine a fish crazy. like that swimming 40 mile an hour, jumping, no joke, thousand pound fish, 10 to 15 feet in the air doing backflips. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But my buddy's charter, um, he does off the beach and you can check him out. You can book a trip with him now. Uh, it's called yak him out. You can check him out on Instagram and Facebook. But, uh, so not to get in your personal life, because we don't do that on this, but are you really considering giving up Vipers like sooner than later, you're telling us? Yeah. Like already done. Like notices I, is given? Just nod at me if this isn't something I'm supposed to bring up. No, it's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't know. I've never been good at talking about myself. I'm good at talking about fishing. Right? Never and been that's why I wasn't about. bringing up your personal life and said your career or anything like that. But I just... I'm, I'm going to give up you've teaching. Been, you've um, been, kind of. Okay. I'll, I'll still sub. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the kids who were kind of bummed out, I was like, no worries. I'll still see you every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to try to do the guiding full time. We'll see. Oh. And worst case scenario, and it sucks and doesn't work out, then we'll, uh, I'll uh, just uh, go back to Jump back in. Your degree's yeah. not going anywhere. And as a sub myself, I get a call five days a week to sub, so you won't have a problem finding work. Yeah, so I, I figured the worst case scenario, I, it doesn't work out, and I go back to teaching, which is fine. You know, I've, it's been a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it keeps rolling, and if not, that's that's okay too. 
That's cool. Congratulations. Yeah, I didn't well, hear that till we'll last see, time. We'll see if it's congratulations worthy. I might be living on ramen noodles and <laughs> Well, luckily your wife, nothing wrong with ramen. That's why your wife is makes a lot of money. She so makes you're... no money right now. <laughs> <laughs> she has a lot of potential. Yes. And I'm cheering her on. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. More no, now. No, I have a lot of confidence in her. She uh she's a go getter. I, I, I think I work hard. She works really hard. And she's super dedicated. So I'm fortunate for a bajillion different ways, and that's just one of the reasons. Matt Fogarty's kids have, have shown me for 12 years you can live on hot dogs and chippies, so <laughs> you have no problem. Hot dogs, chippies, and french fries and chicken strips. Yep. That's all you need in life. Oh, my God. So That's the right. kid food. Yeah. yeah. Just shove them a daily vitamin. They'll be all right. <laughs> all right. The, the, the daily vitamin is now pasta. Oh, <laughs> All right, food, best fish and snacks. Jerky's got to be the first one. You got to have your deer sticks or you got to have some barbecue flavored jerky. Barbecue is good. We tried, uh, what was it called? Wild Heat the other day. That was good. It was amazing. like hotter stuff than I do. We're more exciting than you. Yeah, Yeah. I am boring, boring, boring. I'm a missionary guy. But that barbecue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait wait a minute, what? That barbecue is good. Jerky. I, I'm a I'm more of a plain guy. I'm a uh, original or pepper beef jerky and cheddar cheese combos. Mm-hmm. Cheddar, yeah. that's a solid one. I like that the pizzeria combos too. Pizzeria, pizzeria. As long as they're not the pretzel ones, I don't like the pretzel. I don't like either. the pretzel ones. Yeah. I like the crackers. cracker ones. Yep. The blue, just the blue. Yep. What about, what about trail mix? Pretty racist. I, we're all I like about trail mix. My wife. That's every place we go. We have trail mix. She and makes it. She makes it herself. We'll go to. That's we'll like go to Whole Foods. Foods. Dried fruit. Yeah. Well, well she's a nut. A, a fitness. <laughs> she's nut. a nut. Yeah. She's, well, she's crazy. She's a fucking I mean, nut. Look at this dork she married. Yeah. <laughs> she's a lucky girl. But, yeah. No, she makes us. Yeah, we we try to eat cleaner. When we got together, you know, I was a sweet Swiss rolls, jerky kind of guy. Was? Yeah. Was. No, and I was. still am. But she's got me. I mean, we eat a lot cleaner now on trips when we're sitting in the boat and stuff. That's a have. good thing, though. It Especially is. now that you're getting up here in I age. Know you know, and I good. do. I feel a lot better. And on the 100th walleye, I still got energy to reel. Yeah. So I'm good. All right. Real story. One of my buddies, and I, I haven't got to that podcast yet, but it'll be out before this one. So anyway, he, no joke has fisherman's elbow from catching Crank. salmon oh, and he yeah. had to get surgery a month ago from That's from fishing good and problem he, to have oh, I, I, I would almost do it i i'd eat salmon every day if i could and my wife would too and we've never been salmon fishing i've so, never even seen a salmon in real life we're, we're gonna change that soon we're gonna go to lake michigan i got spoiled my buddy next year. my buddy morris and i don't know if you're listening you're probably not but uh he he, he's a airplane mechanic, I think. Probably some something along those lines, something with airplanes. Mm-hmm. And he lives up in Alaska, and he overnighted me a little care package a couple years ago, and he it needs had to do it more. Oh, please <laughs> halibut and salmon. And uh, it had halibut, it yeah. had salmon, it had uh, elk summer sausage, it had <laughs> had some trout, which I still can't love trout, but Neither. God, I loved everything else in it. Yeah, that salmon was amazing. We had it on a sandbar in the middle of the Raccoon River one night. Just on, I think I bought some briquettes that had like apple smoke or something in them. It complimented it nicely. It was unbelievable. Mm. It was the best salmon I ever had. And it even had sand in it. So that's (laughs) saying how good it was. I mean, a little crunch goes a long ways. 
No, as far as fish and snacks go, I'll eat about anything. But yeah, trail mix and jerky is good. Yeah, that's pretty um, much the standard. I I do like you know like a granola bar or something, yep. especially if we're on a full trip. You know that yeah. kind of fills you up a little more than chocolate chip than just covered oh, with absolutely. cookie dough with on top. cookie dough on top of it. <laughs> Love you, Brian Kinsey. Yep, it's yeah. God, just dip it in that raw cookie dough and eat it, Spencer. If you haven't tried it, hoofda. <laughs> It gets you pumped, ready to catch a fish. It's like we're talking about porn. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's salivating, and I'm pretty sure he can't stand up right now. That's all right. That's all right. I'm an eater. <laughs> wow. That went south. That's what I bring to the table. Oh. All right, 360 turnaround, just uh, <clears throat> for fun. What makes a good fisherman? Patience. Okay. Can't argue with that logic. Respect. Respect for what? Um, the land, landowners. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, that is a big one. We were talking about access to public land at the beginning of this, but to me the bigger issue is access to private land and how tough it is to get access to private land and how many times, even in my short life, like when I was younger, oh, I mean, there's been a hand. I learned real quick, you got to... Think deep and hard about who you take when you go fishing on private ground. Mm -hmm. Do we know that? And it's unfortunate because you want to share those experiences with other people because they're so awesome. But then you take somebody and then they go back and they leave leave a gate open. And then 20 cows get out. Or they just leave all their garbage. Garbage. Leave garbage. Take too many fish. Fill five gallon buckets full of fish. I've had too buddies do that. Yeah, yeah that's Take a good too point. Many people. I didn't even think of it. I mean, and and you cannot blame a landowner for any no. of that. You know, I no. mean, you're like, I am so sorry, and I get why you turned everyone away. Now. Yep. No side story to that. Me and that buddy, Sid buddy, who steals that doesn't steal. Borrows without giving back all of my fishing equipment <laughs> when we go fishing. Uh, we had a conversation where we were like, what would you do if you won the lottery? And I said, I would buy a shit pile of ground. And I would put up, instead of no hunting signs, I'd put up go hunting signs. <laughs> and people wouldn't even know what to do with themselves. <laughs> but the deal the would be... The least hunted piece of property around. Well, the deal would be that if you trashed the place, and if I hadn't enough money it wouldn't be a big deal i have somebody monitor it yeah and then check in check out well it wouldn't even be a check in check out it'd be a you see somebody trash the place and then all of a sudden you got your wanted poster up (laughs) you know so if you see that person you kick them out all right but anybody who doesn't trash the place come one come all you know hunt fish do it all but I get. I mean, who who has access to that money? Who can pay somebody to right. do something like that? There, there is a piece of property for sale in southern Missouri right now. Our buddy, our buddy Brian Kinsey. Yeah, it's yep. a family friend of him. That I think there's 16 different lakes on this property. And it's oh, well, that's that one he was talking about the other day. And it's day. got cabins, like eight or nine cabins already pre-built, and it's for sale for like. One and a half million, no I think. If Something I had like a million that. bucks, I'd buy it. It's if if I in the lotto right now is like five hundred million dollars. <laughs> so if I win that, that's the first thing I'm going to buy. Okay, it is. I'm with you. And whoever wants to live there, go. 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 If if you want to go down for two months for two years, go. 
just tell me where the fish are biting when I come down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. No, yeah. I can get on board with that, man. Yeah. But, and I do just like when we were saying earlier, um, you know, I've got some people in my area that they only give me permission um, to bait fish. Every Christmas, I take them a Christmas card with gift cards to, you know, well, the barbecue places and right stuff there. like that, yeah. just to make sure they know that I respect them, you know, for letting me on their property sure. where no one else does and stuff like that. And I do, I take care of those people that, that, uh, you know, See, I'm too, me to I'm too cheap. What I what I do, and I enjoy it as much as they do, probably. Anybody who gives me permission, I just make a point to go down and say hi. Right. Yeah. You know, like um, there's some places on one of my favorite Flathead Rivers that I have access to, and nobody else does. And it's not because I'm anything special. It's because I went and knocked on the door. And talk to them. And talk to them, and then I stop by there. Well, unfortunately, with COVID, I haven't been able to because they're a little mm-hmm. bit older. But um, I stop by there every spring at least once. And then when I lived in the area, I stop by there multiple times every year just to shoot the breeze, you know? Build a relationship well, with them. <clears throat> and, and it's selfish, too, because the, the dude and, and his wife both have awesome stories. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah, sit there and just there and talk for hours. Oh, and we do, and we do. Yeah, it's little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as being the best fisherman, that's what topic we kind of started on. Mm -hmm. I mean, like Rick said, patience, but it just takes time. I mean, you could read everything. You could watch all the videos. It takes time on the water to see what works for you. Yeah, but there's a lot of people who spend time on the water and don't get anything from it. Well, that's you're not trying. And I'm I'm guilty of that as much as anybody because... When I spend time on the water, there's a lot of crap going through my head. You know, sure. that's 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 where I kind of dump. But we're talking about the restart. best fishermen where so, you're using it as something else, which yes. that's cool too. Yeah. You know, it's like, what do you want to get out of it when you're out there? And um, it just varies from person to person. So I totally get what it you're saying. It does. But, you know, it's always fun to outfish your brother, your fishing partner. The only way like you that, outfish so. me is by reeling them in on my rod. And yeah, I start calling that. me Big Dad. Uh, as I walk <laughs> through it on the cell phone. I'm just giving yeah. you practice for your guide service. I mean, you, you did a perfect job. You brought, yeah. You're, you're going to have to bait better. every hook. You're going to have to cast every pole. You're going to yeah. get them out of the snags. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I really. You're am. not going to have a pole in your hand all summer. I, I'm. He will. Yeah, cause I will. Me and him will hit some spots yet, but no. I uh, I sectioned off certain amount of time to and be able to, to do those yeah. other other things. You have to, and to not suck as a husband. That's kind yeah. of important too. <laughs> that's and the that's, end goal. Yeah. yeah. When I got into my career, I got in to be a game warden, and mm-hmm. then I realized I had to work every single day during the peak hunting and fishing yep. time. I switched to. Where I didn't have to do that. So my dad would love nothing more than to be a farmer. And we've talked a handful of times about if, even if he owned a bunch of ground, I wouldn't want to be a farmer, you know, I, because the problem is like your busy times coincide with the peak hunting, fishing, all that stuff. Cause it's when the world comes back alive, you know, after it's been dormant. Right. You know. But I'll, I'll trade all that money for that opportunity, and I wouldn't yeah. bat an eye about it. Mm-hmm. You know, no problems about it. And that's just where I'm at. Yeah. But as far as the, the fishing thing, I think the biggest thing is perseverance. Yeah. You know, yeah, like you good. go out and you have a crappy day fishing. And, Which everybody does more right? more often than not. I yeah. mean, part, uh, of the, part of the mystique of it. Or if the weather's crappy, just go. 
Right. That's the worst that's going to happen. You're not going to catch anything. You're going to get wet. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Like, I'm just enjoying the time out there. You see so many cool things when you're out there. Yes, uh, you do. I don't know. Yeah, like, nature's amazing. I mean, as, as much time as I spent in the outdoors, and every year I still see new things. Yeah, and every I, year. And I live in a tiny little speck of the world, and I still see new things every year. And it, it amazes me. And you're out outside doing stuff i mean between your job and the things you like to do you're out hundreds of days yes yeah, absolutely. not yeah. not days hundreds of days and yeah. you still see new stuff yeah you know like the first time i saw a, a baby river otter was was freaking sweet you know i i because river otter in my area within the last 10 years have just exploded and I think it was like two years You're ago. You're not doing your job, Brian. <laughs> well, well, we weren't allowed to travel. Yeah, yeah and now we're on, we're allowed two a year. And oh. I've, I've filled my tags the last two years, so I'm You're trying doing your to job. do my job. Now you know you are been and outside I, a bunch. And I got them out of some farm ponds that are pretty Needed good fishing, yeah. so, so I'm happy with that. But now, You know how you know you fish a lot? You're outside a lot? I watched four trees fall over last year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can sum it I up. I did too, but it was that. my own yard. And no. <laughs> it wasn't as cool. <laughs> and I don't get out enough. I need to do more fishing. And you my do. wife says I jinx myself because, you know, I set the trips in advance. And last year was so good. So I plan all this. We're going to rock them. We're going to rock them. And then we catch half the fish we did last year. And Fuck, I'm so I'm so depressed for Weather. days. It just breaks me down. Mm-hmm. Weather cycles just kill a trip yeah. or make a trip. Yeah. I mean, it's it and it's hard to plan for that you far can't. ahead. You can And ice fishing is way worse. Matt and I understand than you do because the the everything will shut them off even more under ice. It's worse than people think. Oh shit, they're under ice. It's nothing. Cold fronts are no, horrible. Cold fronts will shut them yeah. off. You know it. It's the weather's even worse for ice fishing, and you can't plan it because, well, like I said, we got our trips pretty much booked. All right, how about yeah. this one then? How so? Facts or myths? And this is Ryan, so you can elaborate on this a little bit more. But signs that fish are going to bite, like the cows are sitting down. You, you always then, hear, you know, people say, "Oh, it's going to be a good night." You know, mm-hmm. either. Uh, the moon, moon phase. phase. Or bar- yeah. No, moon phase is real. Yeah. <laughs> that's but, that's but what the, I want to dive all right, into. So I'm going to dive into this. This is the barometer is real too. Yes. I don't watch that one as much as I should, but the moon phase is real. And but what most people who argue against the moon phase don't understand the nuances, at least the flatheads, because they're the only ones that seem to really freaking get yes, tuned up. Yes, and species specific that I follow things. along. Channel cats, blue cats don't give a they're crap. Hungry. Like, they are they're, just hungry. Well, I will say <laughs> that the full moon night bite for channels and blues seems to be all tuned up, but for flatheads, it's garbage post spawn. That's a big thing. Um, June full moon, it's going to slow down a little bit early. You catch them early or no, late? No, no late like you get that big bite at like midnight one o'clock i've i've had better luck before nine o'clock before it's even dark no that's what the other side of when i'm talking at night once it gets dark usually you have that happy hour bite right around sunset sun and And sometimes it's unbelievable but you don't get that as much with the full moon you get it with um what i've noticed is full moon daytime is is just as good as nighttime but pre-spawn they're tuned up all the time. So full moon, new moon, whatever. The new moon seems to be still better in June, but even on the full moon, you're going to get some action 
at some point in time, and it's probably going to be big. Um, the the big still applies post spawn, but um, the the number of bites decreases once they've spawned, and the the moon's big. They're not moving around as much. And if you but if you do get a bite like in July or August on that full moon, man, it it's a is tank. usually a tank. <laughs> like it's not a little dinker. I don't know why. I don't know why. In the end of July, at least in my neck of the woods, I've gotten my biggest fish what well, last two or three years. The end of July, beginning of August time frame, post spawn. Well, I've had a few good nights on full moons, but the bite usually shuts off at, if it gets dark at nine, the bite shuts off at eight thirty. Yeah, my best days, nights, whatever you want to call it on a full moon have been during the day. Yeah. Um except in June. May and June, full moon. They're, they're still, gonna eat. They're still gonna they, eat. They could give a crap less. They've got more important things on their mind. Yep, they're moving during the day, they're moving at night. And I think that's what makes me think it's all light thing. Because later in the year they become seem to be more light sensitive, and then the moon seems to affect them more. But pre I mean, that, and that's really the only effect around here with the moon is the light because that we don't have the tidal, of. we don't have the tidal pressures. We don't have but there's, you know, rise and fall. They don't view the world the same way we do. They're in tune mm-hmm. to things we're not. So that's you gotta true. you gotta account for that. Yeah. I don't know. How do the perch play off the moon? Or do, I, is it anything noticeable? I really don't play by the moon or you know, phases like that. I'm more of a um, pressure or wind, you know, especially in the summertime wind. You know, wind's out of the east, fishing's the least. Really? Oh. I don't fish perch. Well, I mean, any any contained body of water, like you fish mainly reservoirs, ponds. Well, I will lakes. say what I've noticed is that moving water seems less affected by barometric pressure. Like lake fish seem to be more in tune to that stuff. For whatever reason, it's just anecdotal observation in conjunction with things that I've read up on. I'm like, wow, that does kind of match up. Yeah. Now, Rick? said, I don't fish. If I fish nights, it's with Ryan. We're flathead, chasing flatheads. He won't catch a catfish. He doesn't want to. Yeah. And catfish kill his bait. You can hear him on the next bend saying words that my mom would smack him in the mouth. <laughs> Me, I'll put on cut bait and I'll catch them catfish all night. But Ryan's chasing that one big one. But uh, That's why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> but, I like numbers. But when you and I fish, it has nothing to do with moon phases because our schedules yeah. don't line up very sure. often. So when we get a moment to go spend four hours together on the river i don't care if it's a full moon at midnight we're fishing yeah well that's the other thing like there's a guy who wrote in um his name was zach talking about the like fishing logs yeah like i was talking about how important it is to do a fishing log and he brought up a good point you kind of mirroring what you were talking about why keep a fishing log when you can just when you go when you can go you know, just enjoy it. Yeah, just enjoy being out. Yep, yeah. there's a lot of, when your life's busy and you don't can't get out in the water a ton. You just go when you can go, and I guess my only counter to that is is if your fishing log gives you a better idea of where to go when you can go. I think there's still value to that, and I'm in the same boat. You know, I fish a lot, um, and I don't not fish 
because of moon phases or water levels or things like that. But Pressure, I just, cold front, I, yeah. I just change what I fish Tactics. for. Yeah. Or where I'm fishing. Like if it's a full moon in August, the river's low and I could go flathead fishing one night on a full moon. I'm probably not going to go. I'm going to sleep, go to bed early, wake up early and go chase wipers wipers or walleye yeah wipers love the full moon walleyes love the full moon um well people go back and forth on walleyes but i will promise you wipers love a full moon so i'll wake up early and chase them instead of flat fishing i'll wait a few days before i go flat fishing again and there's a lot of times where me and you have something planned on a wednesday or a thursday and i suggest a place and you're like well Let's try this. Yeah. You know, versus your log instead of versus me just saying, you know, this is a spot that we haven't hit yet. Yeah. You know? Well, there, there's the other side of it, too. It's like if you keep a log, don't get sucked into it. You know, keep, yeah. keep trying new right. things because you only know what you know. And there's a lot of other things out there to learn. So, yeah, keep trying new things. Yeah. I mean, last year, my girlfriend got her only flathead and it was like almost 35 pounds, 34 something. But yep. it was in two foot of water where I had a chunk of cut bait for channel cat because I wanted her to get action. Right. You know, she doesn't like catfishing because it's so boring. Right. So I tried to get her a spot where she was going to get bit and, and she did. She caught a couple, two, three pounders before that. And all of a sudden she starts reeling and I hear the drag zinging. I'm thinking she's fighting a snag. So I grabbed the rod <laughs> and I felt the head shakes. I'm like, nope, this is a good one. And I hand her back the pole and she brings in a 34 pounder. That fish shouldn't have been there. See, that's proof that there's no absolutes, just, just trends, right. just yes. generalities. Yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm a believer the house always wins. And if you play the odds every time over the, the long term, you're going to catch more fish because of it. Oh, absolutely. And if but, not, be like Matt and I and just pray to be lucky. And just don't catch any fish. <laughs> Rick, Rick be lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I get lucky every fishing trip we go on, Matt, as long as you're there. Just because I make you take chapstick. <laughs> so, inside jokes. You have to elaborate on the inside joke a little bit. Can't leave people hanging. Matt's easy. That's really the only j- joke about it. Well, the chapstick. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's not for the air. Okay, it's, fair yeah, enough. That's it's for uh, non-fishing yeah, services. Yeah. Okay, that went over my head. <laughs> anyway, no elaboration on. needed. Yeah. Moving on. All right, uh, <laughs> Talk we're, about we're probably getting close to the, the the point of the last cast. So this is the opportunity for you to talk about anything we've discussed. Either clear your name of something you might have said, <laughs> or uh, or uh, just uh, say whatever. So, Ryan, you're the seasoned veteran in this. I'll, right. I'll let you. This was kind of flown by, guys. I mean, it kind of flowed good. And it's I always love hanging out with Rick and Matt. Spencer, you're all right, but sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Rick and Matt and I, we always grew up together. We always stirred each other's pots a little bit, and we've had a lot of great memories, and we got a lot more to come. So, I'm glad you guys both came. You know, it's it's always good to talk fishing. Not nearly as much as actually partaking in the fishing, but, you know, you guys live within pretty close proximity to Spencer, so it was it was good to get you guys over here and just have a fun time. So thanks for coming, and we need to plan some trips. I agree. Uh, Matt and I, we used to fish together a lot more, but now that he took his management job, he's busy, just like we are, and I've 
tried to stay with Matt. Matt moved back to Boone from Arizona, and so I moved to be with him. And he moved to Madrid, and right away I moved to – I'm just following him because he's such an easy person to outfish. And so I try to follow him everywhere. The last couple of years, our uh, schedules haven't matched, but we all got together for a nice fishing trip last year and just had a flipping blast. I got drunk for the first time in years, and Matt and not Ryan well, babysitted by the me. Way. Not, not yeah, well. I tore a couple of ligaments in my knee, and I was hurting bad. And uh, I don't take aspirin, don't take nothing, but wild turkey honey <laughs> will take the pain away until you take one drink too many. And then the next morning, the show. pain's a lot. No, worse. that it's, night. It's a shit it was show. That night. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was like, I passed out on the toilet, <laughs> shitting and puking. We'll just tell the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I've been drunk. You can count them on one hand there's, in my entire life. There's no secrets here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink well or I don't drink at all. So. But no, I like I said, I head to Lake Erie next week. That's my favorite um, fishery in the world. I look forward to this trip every Memorial Day. Um, still haven't caught a thirty-inch walleye, but this this is going like to be the, the year. Luckiest person, He's, I am. He is. I have caught one almost. I didn't catch one last year. Yeah, I caught a, like a twenty-eight and a half. We got a twenty-seven, a twenty-eight, and a twenty-nine were our three biggest fish last year. But and it was all the same day. I think I've caught like four thirty-inchers up there. I have not. I have not. You 26 suck. is my I mean, biggest. You suck. That's all there's um, to it. Much bigger wallies than that in Iowa. Yeah. Maybe you need to put the phone down. But <laughs> it's like your buddy, though. Last year was better. But other than that, it's my boat. I'm driving every single day. We're put, I'm putting the poles in the water. Yeah. I have as much fun. When you're driving, you think of plenty of excuses while you're yeah, driving. Right. Yeah. But no, so I, like, I like doing it. But when... When my brother's there, when my buddy's there, my, when my wife's there and stuff like that, I have just as much fun watching them catch fish. See your guide. I do. Yeah, it doesn't bother me, you know, to say, hey, it's your turn to reel it in. Ah, it's it looks effort. like a good one. Grab yeah. it. It's team you know, effort. I, I don't. I've as, caught, as long as Rick can send a picture to someone to piss the rest yeah. of us off back here. It's yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Last year, <laughs> fishing Matt. His social media expertise. Matt's been invited to Erie, but he's never went. So yep. last year, I was pissed at him and his brother, Robert. <laughs> so... Um, there were six of us. We could keep 30 walleye a day, mm-hmm. and I would number every single fish. Sure. One, send. Two, send. Three, mm-hmm. send. And, and he got and every fish And we'd get schools we where we'd catch four or five at a time. Yeah. So he'd be sending yeah. the whole time. He'd just yeah. sitting in the front of the boat sending pictures. I was driving, too. But, yeah, by <laughs> noon, you know, he had 40 fish between the drum and the, you know, bass and stuff like that. So, and it's finally it just... It would be F you every other text, or he just quit responding. <laughs> stuff. But the next day, I did the exact same thing. And no, I'm hopefully tough. Matt will go to Lake Erie with us one of these trips. There you go. You going to Erie? Oh, yeah, I will. This we, this time is falls over my son's graduation, so I couldn't make it. Your kids are getting old, though. You're about to, uh, about to the point. One more, man. One, one more. more. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Anything else to weigh in on? Um, thank you for inviting me. This is fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yep. I'm glad you, glad you came along. It's a good time. Yep. No, I'll, I'll weigh in. It's good, uh, meeting new people. Ryan, you got some good buddies. Yeah. Glad I, I, got I have been in. blessed. I mean, I don't know why they put up with my shit. I don't either. They do. Amen. So. Matt and I ask ourselves that all the time. <laughs> Ignorance, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Ryan and Mark are trouble. Yep. No, but other than that, that's pretty much it. Like, I had a blast. had a good time. hope everybody listening to this enjoyed themselves and enjoyed the podcast. If you did and you're listening on iTunes, leave a review. Leave a good review. It helps this thing out a lot. If you want to check out some other stuff, you want to see some video of uh, me and Ryan's ugly face, and who knows, maybe Rick and Matt show up one of these days. Yeah, and brighten it up a little. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> needs it. Uh, check out River Certified on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. I think the most recent picture is of Ryan's ugly face holding that big old flathead. <laughs> Slimy. That's why you fish for flatheads, because they make you look not as ugly. Well, Ooh, good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I, I'm not worried about it. I'm, See, I, no I, comment. I don't even come, know what to say. It's like, yeah, that figured me out. I come to the party Stunner. with what I got. So, I mean, if take it or leave it. I'm, Beer or be, this. Yeah. It's still going to be me showing up every time. Nope. So tell us what you think. Uh, my email is spencerrivercertified.com. Tell us the good, bad, and ugly. Uh, if you have any questions or anything, let me know. We'd be glad to answer them on here. Uh, Ryan, what's your email? Uh, Ryan at hotmail.com there you go get a hold of Ryan with anything bad um, send the good stuff to me I'll take all the bad it's alright yeah I'm kind of the same I like being the bad guy remember but, but if I could stress one thing from this interview it's get out and fish with your buddies yeah you know, 100% it, it's a good time there, there's no better way to bond with friends that you've had for 100 years or 5 minutes so get out there and enjoy the outdoors especially buddies you haven't seen forever yes yeah that's that's you know that's that's like our ice fishing trips there's what 14 of us that mm-hmm. went and yeah. some i hadn't seen in five six years since yeah. the last time we all got together yeah, and so. every year we're gonna do it from here on out if i have to book it and yeah book a trip with me take your buddies out to florida let's yeah. let's all go shark fishing yep shark <laughs> fishing or you can yeah. chase uh blue cats or hybrid stripers or oceanic stripers on the apalachicola river so i want something 12 foot long i get it That's i get it. it i get it <laughs> nope so there's all that uh, i feel like i'm forgetting one thing oh yeah if you want to get some river certified merchandise you can go to rivercertified.com click the apparel tab Got sweatshirts, hats, uh, t-shirts, pretty much tank tops, boonie hats. I mean, I got it all, man. So I need, I need to get a small wife beater tank top. Oh, I think so. Except Just that. Jesus, would that be a picture? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look like a half shirt with my belly hanging out. <laughs> and a 40 OE. Yeah. I endorse that decision. <laughs> no, I've got sweatshirt, t-shirt, some koozies. It's all quality, quality material. It, it does what it's supposed to do, which is the most important thing to yes. me. And it Look, guarantees you catch a monster. Yeah, well, <laughs> not a monster, but it guarantees to make you lucky. You know, and luck is different for every person. Well, you know, they come with the luck at, like permanently built yeah. into them. So never wash it because the luck will run away. <laughs> you can wash it. It's fine. No, you just have to buy new. You can't yeah. never wash it. You just have to buy new every time. No, the other thing, uh, um, Waterland sunglasses, you can use promo code RC10 and you can get some badass sunglasses and it helps out this podcast. So all those are sweet options. And those, there's polarized where you could see. I mean, a lot of sunglasses are polarized that you can see amazing. But I bought like Berkeley's at Walmart and it's polarized you see spots yeah you know what the I mean? biggest thing for these man but, is they're just freaking comfortable 
Yeah. Like you, you put them on and you forget they're there. Like you have them on for eight hours and you forget they're there. But they have they do the job they're designed to yeah, do. Yeah, they do a that. lot of them do not. Yeah, they do their job. Um, they're comfortable. But the other thing, like I beat the crap out of them <laughs> and they don't scratch. Yeah. Like I, I mean, you can say whatever you want. Like, oh, you're sponsored by them. You're supposed to say all this crap. They're the most badass sunglasses. You just got I've lucky. They're the one that contacted. Yeah, like you know, yeah. If they wouldn't have said anything, I probably would have bought a pair. So, yeah, that's where we're at. But anyway, appreciate you taking the time to listen. Hope you enjoyed it. For real. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yep. Hope you catch giant. Now in Waypoint TV's 2023 series showdown, your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head to head. Visit WaypointTV.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the series showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at WaypointTV.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.